Hello, everyone, and welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. Full three names, Joseph Bennett. No theme song. No bullshit. Yeah, I've just been I've been listening to the other podcasts, and everybody's got a cool little theme song. They got some trumpets playing. They got some fucking rap music. I'm not doing it. I will not succumb to the pressure of producing a quality podcast. Won't do it. No production value. No editing. No content. Just me being an asshole on a weekly basis. Not a bi-weekly. What's what's two times a week? A semi-weekly basis? I don't know anything. God damn it. I don't know anything. You know, it's... Speaking out loud in the podcast, it makes me realize how many things I don't know. It's like when I, I'm typing things and I don't have spell check. When it's not on, I just I realize how little I know. Or if I'm trying to do math without a calculator, what's happened to me? Ladies and gentlemen, man, nothing's happened to me. I was just It's just now I'm aware. I'm just aware of... Before, you would write notes by hand. You would just get a marker and scrawl on some paper. And if you spelled receive wrong, you know, you put the I and the E in the wrong spot. I'm not going to say which one right now because I'm not confident in the knowledge. Who is to know? There's no computer program telling you, you stupid idiot. You you got the I thing wrong. Anyway, the wife is, uh, she's gone. Uh, not forever. Well, one wouldn't think. I mean, one can't be sure. This day and age, it's just she left in flip-flops. I don't think that that's... I don't think that's footwear for the end. Oh, she's back. She's come back. Now she's getting noodles. She's taking the boy down to uh, the swimming pool in our building because we're rich. Like, I mean, you t- we're like sultans over here. Now, I've said this on the podcast before. Every apartment building in Toronto has a pool, and nobody ever uses them. Probably because they're full of diseases. But my wife is dunking our baby into a cesspool of, uh, I don't know, gonorrhea, herpes, maybe measles. There's another fucking outbreak of goodbye. Oh, more people coming in, Sarah. Hold on. Come on in. Okay, sorry about that, everybody, but I said no editing, no bullshit, right? I get interrupted by babies. I get interrupted by, by phone calls. I don't care. Well, maybe I should care, but I don't. It's a, it's a rawness, a realness that helps me connect with you on a human level. We all have phone calls, right? I'm not going to ignore them, pretend like I'm a guy who doesn't receive phone calls and that I can actually do a professional job. I can't. So, yeah, the wife, she's gone in her flip-flops, taking the kid down there. Yeah, it's, every time she leaves in the flip-flops, I think the same thing. She, she's coming back. You're not, you're, just, you're not taking on the world with open toes, you know? But, yeah, there is a measles outbreak. So it was a mumps two weeks ago, and now it's the measles because people aren't vaccinating their fucking kids. So in Europe, it's a big thing, and now, like, they, our kid, he's just... he. Can we at least get him to be a year old so he can get his goddamn vaccination? Just everybody's... Everyone's trying to take him down. And so my wife is now... She's... You know, she just organizes shit. I... And she seems like she's this soft-spoken, 
Like, oh, how's that? I'm a little girl. But she's so capable of doing everything. Like I, and maybe, maybe she's just a regular person. And I am only, I've only been exposed to myself. So I don't know how regular people operate. And maybe she's just a regular human who can do her banking and do her taxes. Oh, fuck. I got to do my taxes. Uh, just, you know, and do her taxes and, and uh, you know, get, get health insurance and, and submit claims. Like when we go get something at the drugstore, like they just give me the receipt and I just hand it to her. I'm like, okay, here's, a, here's some paper with some numbers on it. And she's, I sound, I sound like Brian Regan, with some numbers on it. Brian Regan, if you don't know, is one of the great comedians of all time. And um, she just takes it and submits it to somebody. I don't know who. And, and we get money back. You know, if, I, I, if it was just me, I'd just be buying all of it. You need asthma medication? Okay, how much is it? $6,000? Here, here it is. I don't know how to do do anything. And that's not the part where... This is not why I'm saying she's so good at things, because I'm pretty sure almost all normal people can do those those types of things. They can go to, to get a loan at the bank. You know, they they can yeah, file things, you know, <laughs> people file things. Right. I just I'm, I'm a mess. I just I live like I'm a 12 year old boy and not because I'm proud of it. I just I just. As I got older, what kind of job can I get where I don't have to deal with the things I can't do? And that is comedy. All you got to do is show up at some stinky bar and uh, yell into a microphone and then just go home. That's it. I can do that. But so ever since I've tried to build a career of some kind, you know, instead of being some kind of goddamn nobody who's son is embarrassed about his existence you know he pretends that his mom was said that she's a single mom who raised him that's what i'm picturing you know when he's 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 in in grade five and they're like what does your dad do oh he's i've never met my father as opposed to telling them who i am and so i I want i want him to think hey this guy's guy's all right you know, I want a, a better career for myself. I want people to know who I am. So this day and age, things are a bit different. You got to build it. You got to build the audience in a different way. Like it used to be, you know, you do your your newspaper advertising, you know, you you do your flyers, you do your direct mailing. I've been looking into this shit. And then um, now, but now, of course, everything's electronic. So you got to build it social media wise. And you got to, and I've been yammering on about this fucking bullshit for a long time now. But that's, that's, that's where it's where I am in my life. And um, I find it impossible because I find everything impossible. But my wife now, once she had the baby, she also got a kick in the arse of, hey, I, I need to do more things. You know, but her focus is on the child, right? Because that's probably the appropriate response to having a baby. I have a baby and I think, what can I do for myself? I'm, and then you, under the guise that the baby needs a father who he can be proud of. Come on now. This isn't for Sam. This is for old Benny, old Marky. But my wife, so she starts focusing on the child and she starts joining 
these Facebook moms groups. But then she starts her own Facebook mom group. And all the she's like a major contributor on the ones she was on. And they're all like, oh, hey, you, you got great suggestions. What do you think about Babu? And now all of a sudden she's like the president of the mom universe. And she's downstairs at our building organizing some, I believe, a French swim date. Like, what? Who even thinks of that? Because she can speak French, so she just does a little thing. Anyone in the area wants to come to a little French get-together at the swimming pool. And, of course, all these, you know, stay-at-home moms are all like, We, we, not monsieur, madame. That's the one. We, madame. Let's go. J'adore la la piscine. La piscine. I think I said that right. I, I love the swimming pool. Down la piscine. When we were young, we were, and we learned piscine was swimming. We would always go, "I love pissing in the piscine" because we were fucking hilarious, guys. We were fucking hilarious. So anyway, she's down there, just being a leader, and and now and now she started thinking about some business that she should set up. Remember, she is a lawyer who has a great career and gets plenty of praise. For her particular lawyering, she's she's always getting promoted. People like she's she's just she's like a superstar already at her own field. Which, and I'm not saying this to impress you. I'm telling you this out of jealousy. I'm irritated, not by her success, because hey, that still kind of reflects good on me. If you think about it, reflects well on me. If you don't don't want to sound stupid. It still reflects a little well on me because if she's capable and she's successful and she's with me, I mean, there must be something redeemable about me, you know? If she's someone who generally makes good decisions, then, you know, you can't just go, wow, there's that anomaly of the guy she married. I mean, maybe, maybe, but anyway, the point is, that she's good at her job. She has a great job. But now with the baby, she's like, oh, I think I'll just organize these things. And boom, amazing at that. And then she starts thinking, hey, there's, you know, there's a service missing here. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's not off the ground yet. But basically in three days, she has uh, researched and decided upon a, a company that she should start that would help new moms like herself. And it sounds like a great fucking idea. She'll probably make more money doing that than she does as being a lawyer. And I'm sitting here yelling for free into a microphone. Sick, by the way. I am sick. I'm trying to get this podcast done before I lose my voice because I woke up this morning with just uh, a horrific sore throat. Just the worst. I think it, my kid was sick all last week, and I'm pretty sure it's his cold. And if it's not, oh, holy fuck, will I feel terrible? Because then I gotta, I'm going to give him a cold right after he just had another cold. But I think it's his. I think it's his because it, it seems to be starting the same way. But if he's any indication, I'm in for a rough week. You know, he was a pretty good kid. He didn't really complain about it. I'm going to. I'm going to fucking complain about it. I'll tell you that much. I might do a few extra podcasts if I can speak just to complain about it. And I should, oh, I should also apologize. I, uh, I, I said that I'm going to put out two podcasts a week until I'm dead. And uh, 
I must be dead because I put out one last week. I, I missed Thursday. With Sam sick, you know, we were going to the hospital. No, the doctor. We're going to the doctor a lot. We have this neurotic doctor, and she's great, but she's really over the top with, we got to check. Okay, so he had, a, he had a mild fever, and he had like a very, very mild fever. Some people would say no fever. <laughs> those people would be almost everybody else but she was like oh well it's you know it's up a, a degree so we gotta we gotta check on it all the time and so we brought him in three times to uh, the doctor and then she was thinking about getting us to go to sick kids for like a chest x-ray and we were like all right he really seems okay so we're going to um not do that and it's worked out for the best he he's fine He's just getting over the cold. And if we had brought him down, we would have done it in the middle of a fucking measles outbreak, which you don't want. So anyway, I didn't put out a podcast Thursday because uh, I am not good at fulfilling my duties in any way, even if it's as simple as talking for a few minutes. Honest to God. But, But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, your hero, Mark Joseph Bennett, he is starting he's starting to make good on some of the things he said. I said I was going to go out and be more social. You know, it's an element of the business and not just an element of the business. That that's it's one of my problems is I always think about things as whether or not it's useful to my career. And while schmoozing if you will, fraternizing with your peers, going out for a drink. That is, sure, that's good because people, they remember who you are. Like I saw a guy last night who was a good friend of mine and he was he hugged me. He was like, I haven't seen you in so long. And we live like a block apart. You know, like, holy fuck, right? I, I, gotta, I gotta do a little more. Th- and when you do go out, it's not just that. Maybe this guy will book you for a show, and maybe you know people will remember you when a festival comes out. It, you, you also go out and you you just have fun. You know, you not always, but for the most part, it's just chatting with people. And I'm always thinking I'm going to be the awkward guy. I'm going to show up like an old man, like a 38-year-old man, and there'll be all these 20-year-olds who are huge fans of Reggie Watts and, and doing like rap music type of comedy when they're they're putting their audio midi loops on their fucking synthesizers and their their comedy is said backwards and some shit and i'll just be going i don't know what's happening and i went like i went by myself to the bar now it's one thing to go by yourself to a comedy show but this particular bar the comedy bar they have shows uh, but they also have a bar in the middle of the show. So they have two rooms, main room, small room, and then a bar with tables in the uh, just in the middle. And so I had planned to go to the middle, and I was going to talk to whoever was around. But that, like, that, that took a little bit of balls on my part, because maybe I was going to go, and there wouldn't be anyone to talk to. And then I would be, what, leaning up against a wall? sipping a beer or sitting at a table sipping a beer while all these youngsters are running around going who's the creepy old dude and then i do a lot of youtube videos and shit so i'm always filming stuff so now i'm just i have someone twice their age sitting at a table sipping a beer and just filming them all on an iphone uh, how you kids doing uh, uh some nice cleavage you got there buddy you see how i said buddy i went with a man 
That way it's a little less gross, right? People get a little less offended if you film the cleavage of a man. Maybe not that particular man, but the audience in general. But the fact is it went really uh, great. A lot of people I knew were there. I don't know. I'm always so fucking in my head. You know, like there's a kid there, uh, Andrew, Andrew Ivamy. He does, um, he he does great things. He's he's doing like the shit that I want to do, and that he he set up a website uh, from superheroes. You can go go from superheroes dot com, and he doesn't need my help. He's doing great, and um, he has he does texts from superheroes, so they're like little screenshots of text messages back and forth between superheroes because he he likes that stuff. He calls himself a nerd, you know, and uh, he and his uh, girl they. They do this uh, podcast, they do a website, they do a comic book, like they're just doing all kinds of shit and they're generating income from it too, so good for them. And uh, he was there and I'm talking to him and he's asking me, hey, maybe you want to do the podcast, do you like superheroes and shit? And I'm like, yeah, I do, but I'm also not the world's most into it. You know, I know enough to talk about it, but it depends how nerdy they want to get with it. I can't go full bore, you know, oh, Batman, issue number 135 by Bob Stanawicker, and I'm making all those things up, because I don't know a fucking thing about it, so if it's that way, so I'm trying to con- convey to him, hey, you know, I uh, don't don't feel any pressure to, because he want to, he, he, once we're talking about podcasts, he's like, maybe you could come do my podcast, and I was like, hey, don't feel any pressure to, to, to put me on just because we're here face-to-face, and, and, but, but here's how I said it. I'm like, look, look, I'm not desperate to do your podcast, <laughs> all right? <laughs> so that's, I mean, that sounds, that sounds accusatory right there. I, that is no way. I, 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 re, what I'm, I was trying to be nice to say, please don't feel like you need to do me a favor and shove me, shoehorn me on a podcast I don't belong on. If you really don't think it's a good fit, don't worry about it. You know, but that's not how it came out. It came out, hey, I'm not desperate to do your podcast. I might as well said fuck face, you know. But I, he's he's a good guy, so he didn't he didn't take it that way. I literally wrote him a message today, uh, saying that thing like I don't, I didn't mean it like that, and uh, just want you to. To realize that. And he was like, I don't even remember you saying that. He said, you just, you're in your head. And because we were talking about it, me and Andrew, talking about how a lot of the things that our problems arise from is just shit you're concocting in your own brain. You know, like a lot of the people I talk to are comedians. So they're, they're awkward people in their own way. And sometimes you don't think they're awkward. You think they're uh, stuck up or you think they're they think they're better than you or uh, they won't talk to you unless you're a superstar and um, but the fact is they're just crazy in their own way and I think that that's not just comedians that's that's everybody you go to a party and there's a guy there who seems like he's a real dick he he might just be awkward now that can also backfire. Sometimes you think someone's just being awkward and you give them the benefit of the doubt for a long time and then you realize, no, they're actually insulting you to your face. So, and then you go home and you realize that way too late and you think, well, the shit you should have said. I never, I have never once in my life pulled off the, the shit I should have said. Ooh, except one time. One time there was this uh, lady and fuck's sakes, this girl. She was from Newfoundland, where I am from, a small 
small place in Canada, and um, she's what I call a transplanted newfie. Now, what I mean by that is she left the small town and she immediately wanted to prove she's big city material. So she had all the best clothes and she pretended she didn't have an accent. She didn't sound like one of these nasal leprechauns, as I'm fond of saying about myself. She she just, uh, the type of superficial fucking uh, I just didn't like it from the start but uh, but I was I I was being nice and I know that for a fact I was getting along with everybody everyone's everything's going great but she's really rubbing me the wrong way but I I haven't said anything bad to this point but so she's asking me um about comedy and her favorite was Robin Williams now I know he's dead okay I get that and what I'm about to say isn't that nice about Robin Williams, but what am I going to do? I can't change the story just because the man died. Here's here's what I'll say. I'll preface it by saying that the things I heard about Robin Williams were things I heard. I don't know if they're actually true. I'm just going by some things I heard several times. So what... Uh, the, the word on Robin Williams that was that he was a bit of a joke thief, and that's the number one bad thing in our comedy business. Now, honestly, I don't know if that's true or not. It's just I'd heard it so often. Any hoozles. Um, old transplanted Newfie, she's saying, uh, oh, I love Robin Williams. And that's how she spoke. I love Robin Williams. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I, I can see that, is what I said. And then she was like, oh, Oh, so what? You don't you don't you don't like Robin Williams? And I had to be honest. I'm like, hey, I I said he certainly he does very well, uh, and I I respect his fame. But I and I said, and I like his acting because I did like Goodwill Hunting and shit. I really thought he was a great actor. I said, but his standup is not really for me, you know. And uh, and also, and I shouldn't have thrown this in, but I did. I said also the word on the street is that he's a bit of a joke thief. So it's always hard as a comedian to get behind someone if everyone thinks they're a joke thief. And then she says, oh, you know, if you were more confident in who you were, you wouldn't say those types of things. You know, you wouldn't need to cut down another comedian. And then she walks away. And I just fucking, oh, my good goodness gracious. I just, I thought we were having like a conversation, right? And then I get punched in the balls with that. And part of it was like, maybe she's right. Maybe I shouldn't have said, what? Hey, I'm just telling her we're out. We're having a few drinks. We're being, you know, we're being candid, right? So later on in the evening, we're all getting ready to disperse. I definitely want to go home at this point because, you know, it's it's probably 11 p.m. It's time for nighty night. Now, I think it was actually pretty late. It was like 1 a.m. or something like that. And um, she, of course, she can't let it die. She goes, okay, everyone is coming, and she doesn't fucking ask. She just tells everyone, okay, everybody, everyone is coming back to my place, and we're all going to smoke cigars and watch the sun come up from my balcony. And I was like, oh, fuck you. I, we're not doing that. Hey, the, the baby's back. What happened? I'm going to take care of him while you go downstairs? I didn't know that was the plan, but all right. Sure. You can do what you want. Hold on. I'm going to pause this fucking thing. 
All right, I'm back, and Sarah is now. She's decided to take the baby. There's a lot of miscommunication between myself and my wife, and and it's my fault. I know that. I go back and forth on things. So she was talking about having the baby swim. I'm like, ah, he's just getting over a cold. We can't get him swimming and get him cold. And I'm like, ah, maybe it'll be okay because the swimming pool is a bit warm. And and then and anyway, so she thought I was going to take care of the baby, and she was going to go down and with the other people. But that seems a bit strange. Her just sitting there watching other women swim with their babies. So I'm like, if he's okay, yeah, fucking let him go swim. So, and plus, it enables me to finish this goddamn podcast. As you you can see. I mean, I know I said no bullshit and no edits, but I had to fucking stop it there. She's coming in. What, you're going to listen to my conversation, my himmin' and hawn, about whether or not this baby needs to swim or will get pneumonia? So anyway... Back to the uh, cigar-smoking, transplanted Newfie. This, you're all coming back to my place. Until the sun comes out and smoking cigars. We'll have some whiskey, I think she said, which actually didn't sound that bad. But to spend another three or four hours with this woman smoking cigars on her balcony. Honest to Christ. So I just said, and politely, I, I, I said it politely. I said, actually, it's a bit late. I'm going to go home and uh, get some beauty sleep. And then she says, oh, okay. Well, good luck with your little comedy thing. Good luck with your little comedy thing. Now, I had not said anything to her with the Robin Williams stuff. And that was eating me up a little bit because you know me. Guys, right? But this is the one time in my life where I actually said what I was thinking. And to this day, I'm very happy with it. Because she says, and everyone, everyone, remember, everyone is listening. It's kind of, since I announced I was leaving and I was the only one leaving, all attention was turned on me. And since I guess she was a little offended that I'm not sticking around, but I'm sorry, you've been a total asshole all evening long and uh i don't care to spend any more time with you i didn't say that so what i said was stand up i say actually i'm gonna go good luck with your little comedy thing it's a nice say yes thank you and good luck with whatever it is you do and then i turn and i walk off (laughs) am i right guys fucking boom Out of the park. I don't even know what she did for a living. Or her hobbies. Didn't care. That's what was conveyed in that sentence. I wasn't paying attention to you. I don't know what you do. You don't make a difference. Get out of here, you cigar-smoking, transplanted newfie. And I still... I mean, you're saying, well, Mark, she obviously made an impact on you. You're still talking about her. Yeah, but I don't know her name. What the impact is me feeling good about myself, about shutting it down, going, that's quite enough out of you. I wonder who she is. I, honest to Christ, I can't remember a thing about her other than that. So, yeah, I went out. I went out, and it was good, everybody. It was a good step. I felt like I might have been getting a bit sick, and so I went out. 
And I maybe I shouldn't have gone out, you know, making everybody else sick like a fucking asshole. I hate when sick people show up places. It's just I wasn't sure if I was sick. I just felt a little bit weird. And then when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely sick. Throat killing me. It, it doesn't matter. Everybody, it doesn't matter. I am, however, going to miss a few gym sessions, which is too bad. So I felt like I was starting to make a little headway. Uh, Nick the Bodybuilder was trying to show me how to do some stuff in the gym. It was hilarious, actually. So Nick the Bodybuilder is showing me and great comedian Daryl Purvis how to do uh, some tricep thing, which was kind of a, it was a weird movement. Like, I, I haven't done it before. It's, you basically, you use the um, assisting pad on the chin-up machine. So, you know, you got, you got a chin-up bar and then there's a pad you can put your knees on so that you don't have to use your full body weight to do pull-ups. So he was saying, just use that pad. with. So put your hands on the pad. Stand on the floor. You put your hands on the pad, and you push down. And you push down, and it's just a full tricep move. And it really burns the triceps because they're, uh, they're really uh, targeted. And so we're doing that, and it certainly was effective. And uh, he, he was showing us. And then some kid, some uh, skinny 15-year-old kid, I can see him watching us out of the corner of his eye. And as soon as we're finished the machine, he goes over. And he he starts doing it, and it was it was just hilarious. But it goes to show you, you know, that when you look like Nick the bodybuilder and you go do something, people are like, "Oh, well, I'm fucking doing that," because that's what happened to me when like I, half the machines I use in the gym now is because I saw Nick doing them before we became friends. And I'm gonna get Nick to show show me and Daryl more things. It's just you guys, you know, I got the osteoporosis. You know, my bones are dust. Uh, oh, I got my blood test. Did I tell you guys that? I got my blood test. Um, uh, so now that's being sent down to a special lab in the United States because we can't fucking do the test in Canada for some reason. Goddamn socialism failing me again. Oh, my God, Mr. Trump. Why can't you help Canada too? <laughs> right? No, I mean, it's for the most part, if, if you're not from Canada uh, and you're listening to this podcast, the Canadian healthcare system is fantastic. Don't let anyone tell you socialism and, and uh, we just, it's just if you break your leg, you don't have to spend the rest of your life paying off debt. You know, it's, it's just this particular test, it's so rare that it's not done here in Canada. That's about the only reason. Now, I personally think it should be done in Canada. I mean, why, why not? But we have to send it to the Mayo Clinic down in the states. Now, but once again, because it's the Canadian healthcare system, I don't pay for it. This would cost me thousands of dollars. Cost me thousands and thousands of dollars to try to fix my bones if I wasn't living in Canada. And I'm getting my tests with my appoint or my appointments with my specialist very fast, you know? And who knows? Maybe I won't die of this bone disease. Who knows, guys? Anything could happen in this crazy world. So I got the blood test, and um, they're going to send back the results in a few days, and I'm going to find out maybe what if I have some kind of FGF23, if I have elevated levels of this uh, fibroglast. I don't fucking know. Um, FGF23, apparently if my levels of that are elevated, I got some benign, supposedly benign tumors in my body somewhere that need to be cut out, and then I can start rebuilding bone. And Oh, Christ almighty. Oh, will things be better then? I'll be in the gym with Nick the bodybuilder. I'll be Mark the fucking bodybuilder. That's what I'll be. I mean, Mark the bodybuilder and Nick, they used to be the bodybuilder. But compared to Mark, 
No, that's not true. I never want to, like, Nick's already a size that, that would be, for me, it's a little too big. You know, and Nick, who is listening, I'm sure. Nick, you look fantastic. You look like, uh, you know what he looks like? He looks like um, a, a muscular John Wick. The way Keanu Reeves looks like in that movie, that's how Nick looks, except he's jacked. So, I mean, obviously, you know, he likes, he likes the way he looks. He says he doesn't. He's got low self-esteem, this guy, or at least he pretends to. But I think it's real. I think he actually does have a bit of a self-esteem issue. But let me tell you something. The girls don't seem to mind his self-esteem issues. He's had like five dates this week. I'm going to get Nick, Nick the Bodybuilder on the podcast probably this week, and we're going to talk about all his dates, and we're going to talk about bodybuilding, and we're going to talk about other things. It's going to be great. It's going to be a special edition of I Said Shut Up. And all the guys at the gym, oh, man, are they going to tune in to hear Nick getting out with his fucking bullshit. Talking about cinnamon tea. He's saying that cinnamon apparently regulates your insulin levels. I got to start doing that then because I think I'm having insulin spikes all over the place. Any hoozles. Uh, it was fun to watch the 15-year-old do the exercise right after Nick. And it reminded me of something I read about Schwarzenegger back in the day. So Arnold used to... Uh, in the gym, he knew people were trying to mimic what he was doing because he was winning all the bodybuilding contests. So they were figuring out, oh, we'll do what Arnold does. So he used to fuck with him by just making up ridiculous moves, like doing like hula hoops in the middle of the fucking gym. And, uh, and then people, the next week, everyone in the gym is doing this shitty move. But uh, he invented a bunch of ones that, um, like the, the Arnold press. And then these th- this tricep move that kind of looks like you're doing the, he- the Heil Hitler salute. You know, when you're lying on the bench and you just bring the elbow down, you know, you bring your fist down to basically your chest and then you extend. So it kind of looks like like you're doing the Nazi salute. And then I, I wasn't thinking much about it, but I, I think his father was in the Hitler Youth Party. Is that is that a thing? Anyway, I shouldn't say those things. I'm sorry, Arnold. And Arnold's, I'm sure, now deceased father. I'm just, I'm spreading rumors like fucking Robin Williams. Spreading rumors like... like uh, sullying the names of great men who have done more than I will probably ever do. You know, maybe that fucking cigar-smoking Newfie, maybe she was right. Maybe the whole thing was about me, you know, being offended that she kind of, maybe she called called me out on something that, that she was right about. Maybe I wouldn't be saying that shit if I felt more confident in who I was as a comedian. Maybe I wouldn't just have volunteered, oh, well, Robin Williams, sure, sure, he's super famous and he's got all kinds of best-selling comedy albums, but you know he's a joke thief. You know, maybe maybe that, maybe she was right about that. Sure, he still doesn't have to be my cup of tea, you know, with his sporadic, oh, oh my God, oh, what's happening? That's my Robin Williams. Oh, Mark and Mindy. But maybe, maybe she's right. You know, maybe, and that's maybe that's why I said that thing about Schwarzenegger, because he's because uh, he's so successful. I gotta bring up, you know, Nazis. Come on, come on, Benny, you're better than that. You gotta set a good example for your child, who probably has pneumonia now, because you let him go to a pool when you shouldn't have. I should go check on them, and I think this has been. Uh, a lovely podcast. We've learned a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, we've learned a lot. We're supposed to, you're supposed to go out. You're supposed to meet people. 
You know, but you guys know that. You're, you're probably not idiots like me. You know you're supposed to be out fraternizing with the public. It makes you feel good. You know, you're starting businesses like my wife. You guys are, you guys, you know what you're doing. You're all like Nick the Bodybuilders. Nick who has, actually has his own business. God damn it. That is the one thing. The, the more I go out and the more I find out about people, I'm getting to know people, you know, becoming friends with people. The more I'm like, holy fuck, I'm a mess. <laughs> what? I need, I need to get my shit together. I'm going to go down now, see, uh, see how my wife is with all these other moms. Maybe I shouldn't go down. It's probably a bunch of moms in bikinis with their little kids. You know, my wife actually, she was telling me, hey, why don't you come down with your camera? That's what I want to do. Let's show up at the pool, fully dressed with the camera. Just, what's going on, girls? Huh? Those are some cute babies you got there. You, you want to hold still for just a second? So I'll, uh, I'll check in with you again soon. I'll be posting this on Monday. Uh, I'll try to do another one for Thursday as long as the voice holds up. So continue on with your lives. I said shut up. See ya.